We thank God today for this young man. Thank God for him. He has been faithful to us here for seven years. Seven solid years he had ministered here. He had preached for us. He had taught for us. He and his wife did a marvelous job and excellent support for us. And it's befitting that he be here with us on today. Longest standing associate minister, but not only that, so impactful and so willing to learn, so faithful to God. So we thank God all the way from San Antonio, Texas. We have the pastor of the right way, Baptist Church. Not the wrong way, but the right way, Baptist Church. Pastor Minister Howard, Pastor Milton Howard. Come on, stand to your feet and give him a welcome. God is good, isn't he? Hallelujah. Let's give God another hand of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to see you this morning. Amen. It's good to be seen, right? Hallelujah. It's good to be back home again. Amen. With my family. Amen. We're just so excited um, we're here. Amen. We thank God. Pastor and Lady Jones, amen, 20 years. Let's give God a hand of appreciation for that, amen, 20 years. Man, we had such a wonderful time on, on last evening. It was great, and um, we really enjoyed ourselves. And so we just hope um, God will just have his way on today, amen? Hallelujah. Amen. We won't hold you long. We want to get right into the, the word of God, amen, because those of you that know me, I just say what I have to say, and then I sit down. Right? <laughs> All right. We'll go to Matthew chapter 14. Amen. Matthew chapter 14. Let's start at verse 22. Very familiar passage of scripture. Amen. I really like what, I don't know how this, this place looks. Amen. Looking good. Amen. So, TJ, I'm going to have to get you guys to come to San Antonio. <laughs> Amen. Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse number 22. Amen. Are we there? And it said, And straightway, or immediately, Jesus constrained or made his disciples get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side. And while he sent the multitude, while he sent the multitude away, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went upon, went into a mountain apart to pray. And when evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out 
for fear. But straightway, or immediately, Jesus spoke unto them and saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's, if it's you, bid me to come unto the waters. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand upon him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did you doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Verse 33. Then they that were then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Hallelujah. God, we thank you, God, we praise you. We do declare your glory in this place. Thank you for your word. Thank you for all that's been said, the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed. Our God, we pray that you would once again anoint us afresh, O oh God. To help us preach with clarity, simplicity, and yet with power. So that your people may be blessed, but most of all, that you may be glorified. We ask God that you please forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. For your word declares that if we confess that you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. So we thank you, God. We bless your name. We trust it in you to do the work. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for reading, for the standing reading of God's word. Amen. I want to talk just for a few minutes here. I want to label this trusting God through the storm. I want to talk about trusting God through the storm. Uh, in other words, we're talking about having confidence in God through the storm. Um, the title of the message suggests that, that we ought to trust God at the beginning of the storm, in the middle of the storm, and at the end of the storm. Because I said that we ought to trust God through the storm. That, that we ought to trust him from A to Z. That we ought to trust him from the start to the very finish. Uh, uh, proverb writer, proverb writer tell us that we need to trust God with all of our heart. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do you, do you believe what the Bible says? That we've got to trust God with all of our heart. Talking about trusting God through the storm. Uh, in our nation, in our nation, we have on our currency in God we trust. If you got some change in your pocket, you got a few bills, you know on that bill it says, in God we trust. But isn't it interesting that, that in our nation that, that we are prone to or we tend to trust in any and everything but God. That, 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 that when we're going through, we don't trust in God, we trust in other stuff and in other people. But, but, but. But what it takes for us to trust in God, sometimes it takes a crisis to occur for us to trust in God. You guys remember 9-11, don't you? 
9-11. The 9-11 made its way to the United States. They tell me I heard that churches were full after 9-11 because a crisis had hit America. But, but 17 years removed, a lot of churches are empty. Why, are we still trusting in God? Bible teaches us that, that we need to trust in God through the storms. Uh, uh, truth be told, truth be told that we need to trust in God all the time. Not just in storm, but we also need to trust in him when it's peace time. Is this all right? Am I too loud for you? All right, all right. I'm just checking, just checking, just checking. All right. Trusting in the Lord, trusting in God through the storm. Our text before us is talking about trusting God through a storm. Context here, the context here, Jesus has just fed 5,000 men plus women and children. 5,000 men plus women and children. He had just fed them and they were satisfied. Satisfied. As a matter of fact, the Bible said they had some leftovers. That, that they had 12 baskets full. Right? Twelve baskets, twelve baskets full. Twelve disciples, twelve baskets. Can I just tell you this? That God will take care of his own people. That he ain't going to feed somebody else and not feed you because you are his child. If God feed other people, God will feed you too. That you ought to trust God through your storm. Trust God through your storm. Uh, uh, so, so, so on the heel of this miracle, on the heel of this uh, feeding 5,000 plus, Jesus in verses 22 to 25 going to show us we need to trust God through the storm because God cares about us. God cares about you. And you should trust God through the storm because God cares about you. Look at the text. The text teaches us that, 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 if we're gonna, that we need to trust God through the storm because, watch this, if God called you to it, God will see you through it. If God called you to it, Sister Sam, he'll see you through it. Watch him here, verses 22 to 25. The text says, and straightway, or immediately. I like God because God doesn't waste time. He doesn't waste time. He doesn't waste time. He said immediately he commanded or he insisted that the disciples get in a boat, go on before him, and go to the other side while he sends the multitude away. Okay, okay. I told you that, that if he called you to it, he'll see you through it. Watch this. Watch this. In Sunday school, in Sunday school we learn the attributes of God, right? That God is omnipotent. That, that God is omniscient and God is omnipresent. That means he knows everything, right? He has all power and he's everywhere present at the same time. Now, 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 because God knows everything, God knows that his disciples is about to go into a storm. But he's sending, he's sending them there anyway. 
But look what he tells them. He didn't tell them. He tell them, go get in a boat and I'll meet you on the other side. All I'm trying to tell you, if God said you're going to the other side, you're going to the other side. It doesn't matter what comes. It doesn't matter what happens. If God said it, it is so. God said, go to the other side. He didn't tell them to drown in the river. He didn't tell them to drown in the sea. He said, you go on to the other side. I don't care what's come up against you. I don't care who don't like you. I don't care who's with you. I don't care who's against you. God said, go to the other side. You're going to the other side. So you ought to trust God through the storm. Just talking about what I'm talking about. And you ought to trust God. Through the storm. Pastor Jones, he said, go to the other side. Uh, that if he called me to it, he'll see you through it. Uh, you ought to trust God through the storm. Watch this, watch this. Not only that, not only that, God cares about you because if he calls you to it, he'll see you through it. But watch this. That we learn from these verses of scripture, 22 to 25, that while God is taking care of others, he's also concerned about us. That sometimes we, can, we, can, we, we think that God is only blessing other folks and he's not blessing us. But the text will teach you that while he's taking care of other people, he's also concerned about you. The Bible says that he told them to get in the ship. Go on before him to the other side. And he said, while well, he sends the multitude away, and that he was going to go into the mountain to pray. That, that, that what was he doing? He was, what he was doing, he was keeping the multitude uh, from, 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 from fulfilling their plan. And he was protecting his disciples, and he was going to go and pray with the Father. Okay, you read John chapter 6, you find out that, that this multitude wanted to make Jesus king by force. That they weren't in God's will. They weren't in the will of God, so God had to separate them. I'm trying to tell you here that sometimes God will separate some folks in your life because they're not in the will of God, and they don't want you to be in the will of God, but you ought to do like Mary Mary and cry your last tear and tell them, keep on stepping, because if God doesn't want you in my life, you're not going to be in my life. Everybody don't mean you good. Everybody that pats you on the back is not your friend. You ought to thank God for some people that left you. Stop crying about them. Dry up them tears and praise God that some folk left you. Yeah. He said, he said, he said, he said, he sent the multitude away because he didn't want them to corrupt his disciples. That they, they had selfish motives. They weren't in the will of God. They wanted to make Jesus king by force and Jesus said, no, we're not having that. So he sends them away, and he put his disciples in the ship, and he goes to the Father to pray. But watch this, watch this. While they're, in the, while they're praying, while he's praying, something happened. Verse 25 tells us that, that when he was, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And the evening was come. He was there alone, right? Verse 24, 24 said, but now the ship was in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves because the wind was contrary. Uh, uh, watch this, watch this. And it said, verse 25, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Can I tell you this? That, that you should trust God through your trials. 
because, because God will meet you wherever, wherever he sends you. That he will meet you where he sends you. The text says that, that, that it was the, in the evening had come. Jesus praying. And the fourth watch of the night, he, he saw them struggling. Can I tell you that, that God sees your struggle? That he saw them, as the songwriter said, struggling and straining. He saw them struggling at the oar. But the Bible said, I want you to let you know that God sees your problem. God knows your circumstance. God knows the heartache. God knows the up. God knows the down. God knows what you're going through. So you ought to trust God through the storm because he sees you. God's eye is upon you. Take me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 says that, if, that, that, that if, he, if his eye is on the sparrow, I know he's watching over me. If God feeds a bird, surely he'll take care of you. You and I need to trust God through, our, through the storm because, because where he sends us, he'll meet us. Uh, in the studies, in our study, we find out that, that he sent them out somewhere around 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. Now it's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and Jesus is showing up. That he's an on-time God. That trouble don't last always. That, that, that even, though, even though you're going through something, trouble don't last always. That God will meet you wherever he sends you because the text said he saw them and he came walking on the water towards them. That God will come to you when you need him the most. He saw him. He saw them walking on the water. He went to them on the water. And the text says, I like this, it said the wind was contrary. Now where I'm from, where I'm from, where I grew up, if you were disobedient, they would call you contrary. And that's a contrary little fella. That's a contrary little girl. And that's what the winds were. The winds were contrary. The winds were being disobedient. That, that, that it was like this, it was like this, that every time the disciples took one step forward, it felt like they were taking two steps back. Have you ever been there? That when you take one step forward, feel like you're going two steps back. But God will come to you in your time of need. They was getting some pushback, trying to move forward, but there's something was holding them back. Have you ever been there? Try to go forward, and you feel like you're going backwards. But you keep on trusting God, because if God called you to it, God will see you through it. He'll meet you wherever he sends you. The text says he goes to them walking on the water. Uh, in the fourth watch of the night, when it's dark outside, yeah, when, 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 when it seems like all hope is gone, that, that in the middle of the situation, the middle mile, I heard, I heard somebody say that, that, that the middle mile is the hardest time, that, that when you're running and you get halfway through the race, you got a decision to make. Am I going to turn around or am I going to keep on pressing on? You got to press your way through. They were in the middle of the problem. It's not like God, God, wait till you get in the middle of the situation to show up and to show out. So you keep on keeping on. You keep on holding on. It ain't over till God says it's over. I told you you got to trust him 
through the storm. They were in the middle of the storm. And Jesus walks to them in the fourth watch. About three o'clock in the morning. Everybody sleeping, Jesus. What's going on? Right? We're tired. We've been wrestling with this thing all night. He said, well, you may be tired, but I'm not tired. Right? right. You have exhausted. Isn't it like God, he'll let you exhaust all your strength before he shows up and show up. He said, I want to let you know this deliverance coming from heaven, not from man, not from woman, not from your money, not from your career, not from your education, and from God and God alone if I be lifted up. God wants you to know who's in charge. Sometimes we'll think it's us. Our education. Our good skills. Our good looks. Yeah, yeah, the people we know got us through. It wasn't the people you know. It's the God you know that got you through whatever it is you're going through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God cares about you. You should trust him through your storms. Because one thing about storms, Deacon Carter, storms will come. Storms don't discriminate. <laughs> storms are not biased. <laughs> storms don't play favorites. As they, tell, as they tell me when I was a little boy, they say, just keep on living and you'll face a storm. Keep on living. Storms will come. So when they come, we've got to trust God through the storm. Nobody is exempt. No one gets a pass. All of us, the Bible say, he that she or she that will live godly shall suffer persecution. You're going to go through something. But go through it. Don't stop. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I know you're there, God. Yeah, trust God. Through your storm. Sister Gwen, you got to trust him. Through the storm. God cares about you. Watch this, not only that, not only that, the text teaches us that we ought to trust God because God cares about us, but not only that, we should trust God through the storm because God can calm our fears. God can calm our fears, verses 26 and 27. Look what it says, it said, now when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a spirit, it's a ghost. Then they cried out for fear. Look at verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke unto them. He said, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid, that God will calm your fears. Look at it, look at it. It said, it said now, when they saw him walking, they thought they saw a ghost. Well, you've got to go back to Mark chapter 6 to find out what was going on here. That in Mark chapter 6, the Bible said that their hearts were hardened. Ooh-wee. That, 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 they, that they didn't recognize him because they wasn't looking for him. Yeah, yeah. Sometime in our storm, we're not looking for God. We just want out. Get me out, Jesus. Get me out. Ha, ha, ha. The Bible teaches us that their hearts were hardened. 
Sister Myra, their heart was hard. And why was their heart hard? Because they had forgot what God had done for them. When you're going through your storm, don't ever forget what God has done for you. It was God that woke you up this morning. It was God that put food on your table. It was God that put clothes on your back. It was God that kept you in your right mind. It was God that gave you everything you got. Don't ever forget what God has done for you when you're going through your storm. It was God that healed your body. It was God that touched that child. It was God that opened up the bank. It was God that gave you the land. It was God that did it. God did it. So don't you ever forget it. God did it. Don't ever forget what God has done for you. When you're going through your storm, don't forget what God has done. God, they have forgot about the loaves and fishes. They forgot that quick. I just did this miracle. I just healed your child. I just touched your body. I just gave you a financial breakthrough. And you have forgotten about me. Don't forget God when you're going through. If God can't do it, it can't be done. Whatever you do, don't forget what God has done for you. You know you shouldn't be where you're at today. If the truth be told, some of us should be dead, sleeping in our grave. But God kept us. Some of us should be out of our mind. But God kept us in our right mind. Thank the Lord that he kept us. Don't ever forget what God has done for you. If it had not been for the grace of God, where would I be? Where would I be? If it hadn't been for God. Uh, some of us will be six feet under in some mental institution straight out of our mind because we've done some things we shouldn't have done. We took some stuff we shouldn't have taken. We went some places we shouldn't have gone. We were with some people we shouldn't have been with, but God kept us. Don't you forget about God in your storm. God will calm your fears but he said Sister Walker he said don't forget about him don't forget about him don't forget what I've done for you he told him in the Deuteronomy text he said now when you come into the land and you in houses that you didn't build and you eating off of vines that you didn't plant and you drinking from wells you didn't dig, don't you forget about God. He said, beware and don't forget about God. That when God, my wife said it like this, when God bless us, he's taking a chance upon us. Because sometimes we'll forget about him. We'll forget where that money came from. We'll forget where that breakthrough came from. Trust God through your storm. Watch this, watch this. Not only that, He'll calm your fears. Look at the text. He says, he says, it is I, verse 27. I like this. I like this because in the Greek translation of that, what he's really saying, he's saying, take courage because the I am is here. 
He said, take courage because the I am is here. You don't know who the I am is? Well, let me take you back to Exodus chapter 3. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 3 that Moses was talking to God through a burning bush. And God said, Moses, I have seen the affliction of my people and I've come down here to deliver them. So I'm sending you. And Moses said, well, hold up. Wait a minute, God. Who should I tell them that sent me? God said, tell him I am sent you. He said, I am that I am. I am a healer. I am a deliverer. I am the wheel in the middle of the wheel. I'm bread from heaven. I'm water from a rock. I am whatever you need. I'm peace. I'm whatever you need. When the I am shows up, what are you crying about? If the I am is showing up, dry up those tears. Get you some sleep because the I am is here. Hallelujah. Ever, 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 it's like this, it's like this, like this. You in a fight and you got a big brother. Bully picking on you, right? Right, bully picking up on you. And your big brother show up. You ain't scared or not. You get all bold and stuff. You say, swing first. Come on and hit me. Go and do what you got to do. Because my big brother is here. I come to tell you, your big brother is in the situation with you. Huh? The I am is here. Jehovah, the self-existing one, the God all by himself don't need nobody's help is with you. Oh, I like that. When he said, Brother Peter, when he said, I am is here. Ah, I could just see the disciples just leaping like, what? What did you just say? The I am I'm the door. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the wheel in the middle of the wheel. I'm the way maker. I'm the burden bearer. I'm the heavy load sharer. I am whatever you need me to be. I am is here. And when you're going through your storm, don't ever forget that the I am is with you. That if you need peace, I am is there. You need hope, I am is there. You need deliverance? I am is there. Uh, that ought to calm your fears when you know the I am is there. Yeah, he said, who reports? You're going to believe. I heard what the doctor said, but the I am is here. I'm the one that said, let that be light, and that was light. I'm the one who created the doctor. I'm the one who created the medicine. I'm the one who get the last say. So if God said it, then it's so. He'll calm your fears. Let you get some sleep at night. Stop you from walking the floor all night. Pulling out your hair. Taking all kinds of sleep aids. God will calm your fear and just let you go to sleep. He gave you a bed and a pillow so you can use it. Not so you can worry, so you can get some rest. Because I am is here. Okay, okay, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Told you that we, ought, we should trust God through the storm because God cares about us. God will calm our fears. But watch this. God will also strengthen our faith. He'll strengthen our faith. Look, look. Look what the text says. He said, 
uh, verse 27, verse 28, verses 28 to 29. He said, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come out there. And, Peter, and the Lord said, come. And when Peter came down out the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. That God is, that God will strengthen your faith. That the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. He that come to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. And the Lord said, come. And Peter stepped out and stepped on the word of God. That what you got to do in the midst of your storm, you got to learn how to stand upon the word of God. You got to learn to take God at his word. If God say to step out that you step out and trust God. Don't make any excuses. Don't make a reality. Don't, don't, don't try to rationalize it. If God said it, then it is so. Stand upon the word of God. God told Peter to step out. Watch this. Peter made the request. God didn't tell him to come out. Peter requested and God said, you want to strengthen your faith? He said, well, come on. You want to go to higher heights? He said, well, come on. You want to go to deeper depth? He said, well, come on. The Bible said that he stepped out and stepped on. That in order for you to step on, you got to learn how to step out. Step out in faith and stand upon the word of God. Uh, he stepped out and stepped on. God was strengthening his faith. That, that, that one writer said it like this, storms are not good, but they are necessary. Right? Makes the grass greener. Makes the air clearer. You don't like, we don't like storms. I don't know anybody in their right mind, I say right mind, that likes storms. But storms are necessary. He will strengthen your faith. He tells them to come and he came out. He walked on the water, right? Peter, Peter made a bold statement. Peter, the Bible said, let us boldly come before the throne of grace, that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Now, now John MacArthur has a book about the 12, 12 disciples, and he named Peter. Peter was the one who had a foot-shaped mouth. That every time he opened his mouth, he put his foot in it. You ever been there? That you open your mouth and you put your foot in it? But on this occasion, he asked the Lord to do something different. He asked the Lord, let me walk on the water. Let me do what's seemingly impossible. Let me do what everybody else is scared to do. Let me go to higher height. Let me go to deeper depth. There were 12, there were 12 in the boat, but only one stepped out. Will you be that one that step out and step on God's word? Don't worry about what other folks are doing. What are you going to do? Are you going to be scared? Are you going to trust God? Don't worry about the crowd, Brother Chris. Step out on the word of God. God called him. He stepped out. God will strengthen your faith. But in order for your faith to be strengthened, it's got to be tested. I got a weight set at the house. 
Still in the box. My muscles ain't going to get strength with the... <laughs> Come on, Brother Howard. You got to put the thing together and push the weight. Unless I push the weight, I'm not going to build no muscle. Unless you push the weight, you're not going to build any spiritual muscle. Unless you trust God, you're not going to build any spiritual muscles. You got to learn how to trust God. Have confidence in God. We have confidence in the other stuff. All of us, all of us, I'm willing to go out on a limb right here. All of us didn't check those pews we sat in. We had confidence that it would hold us up. Now, if you can trust in a pew, surely you can trust in a God that made the pew. Okay, okay, okay. We're almost done. We're almost done. Trust God through your storm. That God cares about us. That's the reason you should trust him. That God will calm your fears. That's another reason you should trust him. God will strengthen your faith. That's another reason you should trust him. But here's what I want. I really like about this thing, that we should trust God through the storm because God will bless us even in spite of us. <laughs> Brother Todd, he'll bless us in spite of us. We know we haven't been good. I love that song, Pastor John, saying, haven't been good all my life. But God blesses us in spite of us. Aren't you glad that God blessed you in spite of you? You know you haven't done everything right. You know you haven't said the right thing all the time. You haven't done the right, gone the right places. You haven't done everything right, but God still blesses you. You ought to give God a praise for blessing you in spite of you. Blesses us in spite of us. How does he bless us in spite of us? He saves us. He'll walk with us. He'll calm what's bothering us. And he'll bless others because of us. Watch this. Watch this. The text says, uh, we getting ready to close this thing here. Verses 30 to 33. He says here, look, look what it says. But when... He saw the wind boisterous. He, he became afraid and began to sink and cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, I said, immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. Uh, uh, I like this thing about Peter. Peter didn't wait till the situation got bad. Peter didn't wait till the water was over his head. Peter saw trouble coming, and Peter hollered out, Lord, save me. Don't wait till the situation get upside down. Call upon God right now. When you see yourself going down, call upon God. Call upon him. The Bible says that Jesus immediately... Stretched out his hand and picked him up. And the Bible said that he asked him a question. He said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? He said, you remember, I bless you. I've kept you, but why are you doubting me right now? But I like what the Lord does. The Bible says they walk together back to the ship. All I'm trying to tell you that God will walk with you, and he'll talk with you, and he'll tell you that you're his own, that they're walking on what's troubling them. They're walking together on the sea, that God will walk together with you. God won't leave you hanging. They walk together. 
back to the ship. You see that in your Bible? And when they got in the ship, the storm calmed down. And God will calm whatever it is that's troubling you. That you should trust God in your situation. Trust God through your storm. Trust God. And the Bible goes on to say that when they got back in the ship, others began to worship. That your testimony can cause somebody else to worship. That your testimony can cause somebody else to get a revelation. The Bible say that. They say, truly, you are the Son of God. Because they saw what he did with Peter. Tell them your testimony. Let people see what God's doing in your life. It'll cause somebody else to be blessed. The hymn writer said, I will trust in the Lord till I die, till I die. I'm going to treat everybody right till I die, till I die. I'm going to stay on bending knees till I die, till I die. He said, I'm going to watch, I'm going to fight, and I'm going to pray until I die. And I'm going to trust in the Lord. I want to encourage you here today to trust in the Lord through the storm. May God bless you and may God keep you. Give God a hand of praise. <laughs>